Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. New Year. Yes. <laughs> welcome back to the Moana Nui podcast. We are excited to start 2024 and off with a bang. We took a, a little break over the holidays so our team could rejuvenate and recharge the batteries and all that good stuff. But yeah, we're back and we're excited to do a collaboration tonight with our friend here, the most epic Michael Watson from creator of Hotshot, publisher at Freestyle Comics, co-founder, co-founder of Agents of Geekdom, just all the things that he does tonight. It's a little bit of a highlight, a little bit of a celebration, really, because Mike is currently promoting for his 12th issue of yes. shot as an independent creator self-publishing his own series. I don't know if there's anybody who's else who's done that many in a series. I didn't do my homework, so if I'm yeah. not... There, there's a couple. There's a couple. Okay. There's a couple. It, it's a rare find, but a couple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just... I gotta give him his flowers because... For anybody who understands what it takes to make independent comics, one is it's, it's not easy. And to consistently do this for 12 issues while raising a family and running a publishing company and being an educator and running the network and just all the things. Just wanted to make sure that y'all know what he does. And yeah, give him a chance to just come on for us to catch up. And of course, it's always good to be back with Dana because... I think it's been a while since the two of us have been on the show as we've been growing. I think the last time was when we did the end of the year event. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. As the show's been growing, it's more faces on the podcast, which is what we envisioned the entire time anyway. But just know that we're still here. We're just yes. letting Behind our people <laughs> take the front seat. Uh, I would like to say I am so impressed with y'all's growth, where you are at, how the show has been going, how you guys have just been spreading your wings and just flying across the stream. I think you guys have been doing a fantastic job online producing the show. And like I, just to watch it from the beginning of the show, helping you guys with your promo art, and then seeing where you guys are right now with everything that you've been doing, it has been completely fantastic. I always recommend your show when I'm out at shows and talking to people about podcasts. <clears throat> Uh, hey, Kalala. Yeah, she said the same thing. It's been a while yeah. <laughs> since you've seen us both. Yes, it is a rare occurrence now, so cherish the moment. Exactly. <laughs> and watch our end of the year. I think it's, it's both of us, along with some of our other part people on our team, we all got on there, talked about everything about the, the year and so many other topics that we talked about. And occasionally we went off the rails during it. So if you want a good laugh, Watch it on our YouTube channel. <laughs> hey, Tesla, I knew it was you. I just was yeah. trying to protect your name if you don't associate it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. 2024 is going to be awesome for us, too. But, yeah, but tonight we're here to talk about... Let's talk about this hot shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about what you got going on. We got your Kickstarter, uh, which is off to a great start. And we have more time for people to come on and help you get some stretch goals and everything. But yeah. for those who 
may not know Hotshot yet, can you help folks understand like who your character is, what inspired it, and what kind of got you going with it? All right. Hotshot is our ongoing uh, comic series. It's our longest running series of freestyle comics. Uh, it's about a young man who is trying to win back his ex-girlfriend who breaks up with him because she feels he is cheating on her. And he is not, but he is stepping out on her and a superhero life. And this story comes out of my college life, my sophomore year, going through the realities of trying to live and, and survive a breakup. Myself, I was depressed. And this story is, is how I started exploring that and checking it out and seeing, because the question came to me, I knew we weren't getting back together. And I'm a geek, as you can tell by my environment. I was like, how the hell does Peter Parker do it? Or, you know, Clark Kent and all these other superheroes in their relationships, and they always end up back together. But what would happen if they don't get back together? What, how would these people move on? How would they handle it? And things like that. And that's what the narrative was about, because these two people, and it's not a spoiler, they're not going to get back together. How do they handle this? How do they move forward? How does he continue to be a superhero with this hurt? Because he knows it's his fault. And I know people like to argue with me about this, but it is Mike's fault. It is not called. Yeah, I like to claim someone else is called Harry's. Yeah. Drop uh, names, Morgan. Which it's it's funny said it because the internship for Freestyle Comics just started this week, and part of their uh, inauguration is that all the interns have to read all the issues of Hot Shot. So exactly. giving their feedback on it, and a couple of them were like, they don't understand. Like they feel like Carla's one sided, and why she's so mad. And I haven't had, I haven't talked to him about it yet. We're going to do it on Sunday, but like. Carla's mad because she's right. <laughs> Mike is in the wrong in this situation. And yeah. I want to make that absolutely clear. And that's, that's part of his guilt and how he has to eat that and find a way to move forward. And uh, Victor Dandridge, uh, my brother, he wrote the first six and a half issues of it. Um, and I took over the writing duties completely on issue nine. And I have been tormenting Hotshot since then. Because <laughs> this new story that we're in right now with issue 12 is called Unforgiven, and it deals with very serious issues and childhood trauma from Hotshot slash Mike that he is dealing with domestic violence. His mom was, stepfather put his hands on his mother when he was younger, and he didn't do anything about it. And he has a, a insurmountable amount of guilt surrounding that. And we are discovering in his adult life that is what's clouding his, his ability to use his powers fully because so secretly deep down, not secretly, but deep down inside, he really doesn't think he deserves to be a hero uh, or feels that he is one because now he's risking his life and putting on the line that he has superpowers. But in the moment where he could have really proved that he was a hero to protect the most important person in his life at that time, he didn't. He laid in a bed and cried about it. So there's a lot of resounding doubt and anger and resentment and I've let a few people read it. I'll let you guys check it out too. And I've come to discover that a lot of people that I'm close with are not the only ones that, I'm not the only one that has dealt with this, not in my circle of friends. And it was alarming how many people actually have. This story has resonated with a lot of people already before it's even been released. And it, this question it's really asking or saying, it's touching on what it means to be a real hero. Hotshot must face his recent failure through his past guilt and trauma. And how far is far enough when you get to rectify something you feel like you messed up on, when you, when time has stopped and if you feel like it is giving you a second chance 
to pay back all that pain, all that hurt, and make up for it. Yeah, that's definitely relatable, I think, for a number uh, of reasons. Sorry, I'm just looking at something. But I will, I'm proud to say that I am Team Carla. I've always been Team Carla. <laughs> and not just because I'm a woman, because yes, it is his fault. And yeah, yeah, like people have feelings. Sure. <laughs> some people just, some people don't deal with them well. And I think we see that with both characters. Let's see, most women are, I'm seeing a bit. <laughs> but see, I think, personally, I think that's a great accomplishment for Mike as a writer because a lot of comics don't know how to write women if they even care about writing about women at all mm -hmm. beyond just representing them in a more exploitative way. And so I think that's why Carla's character resonates with a lot of people is because she is very relatable. She's very real. How, like, how did you, what did you use to, as inspiration to help make Carla real? Did you ask for expertise from other people? Like, how do you bring that female perspective into your comics? Victor is the one who wrote the character and he oh, does right. amazing yeah. breathing life in the character with words. And he knows the entirety of the situation that happened to me in college. Him being one of the ears that I, I poured myself out to or whatnot, but he also was a good friend to the person that I was seeing at the time. So he knows both things. So he was able to write and scribe that in there and it didn't hit me. Issue three, which is my favorite issue because of the, the discussion between them. I had let one of my coworkers read it, who was not in the comic books. I just gave them the script and I let them read issue three. And she was like, where's the next issue? I was like, I don't have that one. <laughs> that one's still being worked on or whatnot. But like, she doesn't read comic books. And she said, this is one of the most relatable conversations that she had ever had, that she had read, she felt it, she understood it. And she was upset because she was like, just talk, like have, going through it. She just said it sounded like a real conversation between a woman and a man discussing their relationship. And I knew at that point that we really had something with the voice of the characters. And that's where I want the strength to lie. I'm a big fan of anime, video games, and movies and stuff. So I would like to think that I know how to handle something. Victor knows how to write it. I know how to draw it. But where I really want to put our meat and potatoes in is in the relationships, in the conversations that are very grounded. Talking to people. And when we do a comic, Victor and I, we're not offended or we, we don't get in our feelings about our work. So when we hand out work or we give it to people to read, we are constantly asking for feedback. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to know if you hate it or you love it. And if you hate it, just tell me why. Trust me, you're not going to hurt my feelings. My figure, my um, teacher told me my can of peas that I drew looked like a crap bowl of sandwich. So I'm good. You guys will not offend me at all. We want these books to be the best that they can be. And we want them to be relatable. And they won't be relatable if uh, people aren't being honest with us about how they're reading and how they're taking. Yeah, that's very true. Um, as someone who has been able to do some advanced reading on uh, your books and seeing some of the production stuff. I, I can attest that Mike is very open to it. Please tear it if you have to. I, I want to know. And I think that's important as a writer, but not always easy, especially when you're like getting started. You're like, oh, this is my baby. Oh. It's a very brave thing to put your story out there and a story period 
but you, mm-hmm. I think even braver that it's a story that was like inspired by your life and you're like putting yourself out there. But I, I think that is why people are resonating with it. Oh man, that's messed up. What the hell is he doing? What, what is he thinking? So I think that's great. Thank you. Now, Mike, I, I guess a lot of people will want to ask, especially you going into your 12th issue, how do you figure out who are the best people to work with, not only being your editors, your artists, any different aspects? How, did, how do you make your team and also tweak your team as each issue comes along? That, again, comes from the feedback that we get from people. Again, I always ask them what they think about the book, what they think about the art, the story, the character development stuff. And us being honest with it ourselves when we're looking at it, there are a lot of talented people and sometimes they don't mix. There are people who have loved their work. And while it may look of a certain level that's good enough for production, when we look at things, we're like, hey, we're both good, but we're not a match. So we got to find someone that's a match for us or, or whatnot, because we've had some really talented people working on the books or whatnot. We had people that were only able to do um, one issue and then we had to do something else or we had a hiatus. And by the time we came back to them, they were already involved with some other work. Uh, but I've been, it's been a long journey and I've been very lucky uh, because I have uh, Lori Foster as an anchor on our book. And Lori and I wanted to work on some stuff for uh, a minute because um, we've known each other in the indie scene. And then we just like, yeah, we got to work on something. We got to work on something. And I had just kicked her out of page just to have some fun with. And I was like, yeah, I need you to ink. I need you to ink. Yeah, you're the inker. She's already an amazing inker, but I just, she just reads the lines really good. And we've just been gelling and we have a really good communication. But then you have Veronica Smith, who we have great talks and conversation, but I don't, I fully trust her. Veronica has been coloring the book since issue seven. But she also colors Vigilance. She stepped in to color Emerald Quest. She colors Heroes International. She does, she colors a lot of my pinups. And I just, she just has grace to just color. Because she even comes to the point to where she would correct things or correct art if there was something that we missed in the edits or anything like that. But she knows how to bring mood and mood to the atmosphere with her colors. And it just, we kept building that trust with every, with each issue and everything that we worked on. And I think because me and Veronica work together so much, because we just don't do comics together, she's colored pinups and things that we've developed our relationship as, as art partners or whatnot. And then Danny Cooper, my brother, he is the editor-in-chief of Freestyle Comics, and he does not afraid to tell me no or to disagree with me. And that's a relationship that we already had in place. So I used to live with Danny, and he would see the hotshot pages Literally, I would have all the pages taped to a wall and it'd be like 20, 24 pages, sketches, layouts, just all over the wall. And Danny would sit there with me and we'd look at him and he'd be like, dude, that looks like shit. Like you need to go back and fix that. Like his arm is janky. So it it doesn't even look right. The arm doesn't do that. Like real conversation and going back in there. And then Danny started doing the letters on the book and he is very meticulous with that. But also he would catch things that we didn't catch in the edits and he would send notes. And I feel like Danny's not just a letterer, but he's an artist too, because he, he blends Illustrator and Photoshop and really invest in the graphic design element of putting down the letters. Like his letters pop, but they don't distract you. And he finds ways to weave the sound effects into the art. It's just, 
trial and error, talking, honest conversations, and sometimes some luck. Yeah, definitely. I think it's good to have, I know the team has changed a little over time, but you, you definitely have a core foundation of folks. And the more people are familiar with working with each other and know how to navigate, that's even better. Mm -hmm. One of those, it's just so hard to put together a solid team. Like, and you never know what's going to be good, what's what's not going to be good and and how that all plays out. So I, I think it's great that the FSK team has been uh, pretty steady throughout the years and everything. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a hard thing to do. Um, Hotshot has uh, been the most consistent, uh, like I said, because uh, Lori came on at issue nine. Veronica's been there since issue seven. Danny's been there since issue five. Um, so once we found the piece and locked into it and um, keeping them on board for a while, I'm like, uh, we have other like anchors or colors that we trust on the book. Uh, so somebody could step in and do that um, as well. But we also actually on the ink or color other things uh, in our library. And, and you guys, you put together, you put together indie comic books too. So it's hard to keep people on time because we don't always get to bring these books out when we want to bring these books and people are always looking for work. Yeah. hundred percent. Really hard to keep teams. Timeline, schedules, all, all that stuff is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely agree, JD. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Lettering is low-key the make-break of an indie book. Yes, I've heard many people say that. For sure. Let's see. Fun question. If you could have any person working on your series, no limitations, who would it be? Oh, Lord. No limitations. Any person working on the book? <laughs> Ooh, I would probably, I would roll. I'd have to roll with Ryan Otley, the artist of Invincible. Invincible is one of my biggest inspirations. And to have an issue of Hotshot drawn by that man, oh, Lord. <laughs> they would bring all the geeks to the yard. <laughs> <laughs> That would make me very happy. Not that he knew about it. Not that it was on his radar, but I was in competition with Ryan. I, whenever he brought out an issue of Hot Shot, I'd be like, damn it. And I'd get the book and I'd start drawing and I'm working on my next issue of Hot Shot. And I was like, I got to go. I got to be better than Hotly. I got to put all this work into these pages. I got My pencils got to be tight. My action's got to be explosive. My panel's got to be dynamic. And then I'd put out an issue be like, yeah, I'm good. And that next issue of Invisible come out, well, six, seven, or eight issues of Invincible come out before my issue. And I'd be looking at him like, damn, man, he just keeps getting better. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I think that's like what I love about you and your crew. Like you guys always find like ways to make competitions out of stuff. <laughs> no. And like the iron sharpens iron thing. That's cool. Everybody loves a good competition. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ryan, Ren, Vic, Danny, we are always like trying to push each other. I've worked with you on things. I've worked with Danny J. Quick, Lonzo. Lonzo and I just won co-publisher of the year off the Beam Awards. And that I feel like comes from the fact that me and Lonzo check in with each other. We're having conversations and we'll do things that 
not only trigger us, but inspire us. Yeah. But I saw Alonzo with this jacket off of concrete in this interview we did. Number one, I was like, your branding's just so nice. I fucking hate you. Uh, <laughs> and then he came out just this super slick, just graphic, simple bomber jacket. He just, and you know, Lonzo was like a hip hop star uh-huh. in any photo or stuff that he takes. So he's just out here looking dope in this jacket. And I was like, we got to have a jacket now. We gotta... <laughs> I'm looking at his jacket. Yeah, we got to make one that's on par with that. And we just were pushing each other. He shouts me out at comic book conventions. I shout him out like at shows as well. It was just like we pushed each other. Just keep going. And it's enough out here for everybody to eat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some people have it in their head that there's just only one small pond for these audiences. But I was like, do you know how much people consume geek films? People can like more than one thing. That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think that's a, the people that I've worked with. I don't think that's a concern for us. So we know that there's plenty out here for everybody else. So when we get out here, we're like, we're really trying to push each other and help, help each other get to the next level. Yeah. yeah. Cause if you think about fandoms, like go look in your freaking shelf. How many books you got? Ain't nobody trying to gatekeep. <laughs> Please buy all the things. We're getting exactly. <laughs> now, let's see. JD asked the question as a fellow creator, how does Mr. Uh, Watson Stay focused on his flagship book instead of what a lot of tortured artists do and get lost in several other projects while hurting the flagship title in the process. It's a great question. I'm not very good at that because honestly, when I was over at Short Fuse Media Group, we came out with one title and I helped and pushed a lot of other people's titles because we had one Kickstarter channel and I had three books. So I felt like I had my turn. So everybody else should get around a turn before I come back around because I had three titles already. So I didn't want to hog it all. So I really tried to help push other people's books. And then when we did FSK, when we went back to being FSK, I came out with a new book and then I pushed everybody else's titles to come out. And it was actually Travis Gibb who was like, hey, man, y'all coming up with some binders, baby. But we're not hot shot it. We need hot shot out here. Like you need to make sure you're paying attention to that and bringing that book. uh Board. And I was like, you are right. You absolutely right. And so like really sitting down and chopping up with Danny, with Lori, with uh, Veronica and talking about how can we get these books out? How can we get more hotshot books out? And so we made the decision for this year that I'm going to get a co-artist and every other issue of hotshot is going to be drawn by somebody else. And we are going to set the goal of coming out with four issues of hotshot this year, two issues of vigilance this year along with the other titles that we have, like we need to step up our production and really work on our deadlines and actually adhere to those deadlines and track them. So that's how I handle it. I failed at it and now I am trying to correct it. Yes. Thank you, Morgan. That deal is coming for that. I believe that in the bottom of my heart. Oh, thank you, right? Yeah. Morgan heard us talk about him. (laughs) Madison stood him out. Made it appear. We love you, Morgan. He's smiling. I'm waiting for him to, to chime in. I know. <laughs> no, but yeah, that, that's a good question, though, especially out in the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of people who 
have their own IP, but also want to break into mainstream stuff. And it's, it really is a balance. There's pros and cons to both. Um, yes. As someone who now does it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's some good things, but there's some things like, man, see, this is why I do indie. See, it's a committee. Like, I, 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 I know Moana's in the trenches when she has her hair up in a ponytail. <laughs> Moana's hair is up in a ponytail. My girl, my, my girl is in the trenches working. Right? Yeah. She's got about four or five projects going on at the same time, and they are struggling around her. Girlfriend. <laughs> so and that's what I mean. She's like, she's in. Why are you putting, putting my secrets out there? <laughs> it is true though it is true yeah we, we call that the tita bun in, in Hawaii back in the day it was like oh they, they want to act up huh alright here I yeah. put my hair up <laughs> Morgan was out have y'all talking trash I miss and they wild on top five I think like they are they are a reality show of people. Yes. And they're all there, and it is just, you better be ready. Because a ranger can come from anyone anywhere. Tell John's window, but you best to be ready. It's true. It's so true. And are oh, you right, Between the two of us, at least one of the two or both of us are in the trenches. In the trenches, and all the time. And all the time. <laughs> I'm peaceful. Until you're not, Morgan. A piece of my ass. <laughs> you're not the most, the loudest. But, uh, <laughs> you can be, it depends. You got to catch him in the mood. Yeah, yeah, you do. It said, I will say, it does take, it takes a lot to trigger Morgan to get him going, but he still spikes. They bring Oh Lord, it's all love in this AOG street. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Michael, as far as with Hot Shot, especially as you're progressing in the series, are we going to see a future crossover that will cross into Hot Shot from some of the other universes or other series that we may have a Justice League within Hot Shot? Absolutely. We are doing a crossover with Ace Blade this year that is going to intersect with both our series. It's a Hot Shot 15 and Ace Blade 11. It's a two-part story. We just haven't decided if part one is in my book or part one is in Danny's book, but we know they're crossing over. They will impact both of our stories. It's not just some random one shot that doesn't affect anything. They are going to be collaborative. Nice. Oh, Morgan says, y'all think I'm bad. Might be on 10 on there. That's, I do not. I'll be on nine. I'll be on nine. Nine, 9.5. Ready, ready to go to 10. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know. Because like, Javon will start off peaceful and quaint. Yes. And then you know, just, it's like that. It's like a Grinch gets inside of me. He just throws a wildfire. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And then you got to do some stuff. Like, they had a, a co-host on it. I forget his name. It was a real cool dude. He was putting out joke after joke, and I was completely on his side. And then 45 minutes in the show, he came at me because he said something about MCU. 
And I'm like, it wasn't directly at me, but I get offended because I'm a big fan of the MCU. So I took it personally and I was ready to go. You don't, you don't know what's going to pop when you're on that show. You just got to be ready. That's right. You got to match that energy. Justin, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, very excited about the Ace Blade Hotshot crossover. We announced it at, at FSCon. We showed it at our end of the year uh, wrap up. We're creating a, a new villain for it in there. We'll be doing some of the art on there, but we are super ecstatic for it. And we also have Ace Blade and Lumberjack and Emerald Quest, but they are, we're taking a nod from the MCU. They are variants and they are the FSK variants happening in Emerald Quest. Yeah, we are plotting and planning some crossovers and to reach out more. We think Danny thinks this too, being correct is wrong, but. We wanted to really establish our books and our characters before we drifted into crossovers mm-hmm. because now we have, we have a bit of an audience. So now when we bring our characters together, we're now sharing audiences and we're crossing them over. Yes. 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 JD is now calling you MC Pew. Shots fired, basically. <laughs> and Morgan says he is waiting on Emerald Quest. Yeah, we got Lumberjacks' story worked out for that series and Ace Blade's story in that series. So Lumberjacks is, he is a king. He's actually a fallen king. His kingdom was destroyed. Ace, the Ace of Blade is behind the destruction of his kingdom. But he's, the Ace of Blade is also the person who trained our main character, Marky, in all the uses of her weapons. So lumberjacks doesn't realize the person he's looking for is the ace of blade but when he discovers that it's going to be a nice little it's going to be a nice little heated battle because mm-hmm. i don't want to take everything out of it yeah Give and me a little taste little taste looking forward yes yeah. now of course i have to bring this up because if anyone is following Freestyle comics on social media you have seen it but for those who are not following it Okay, you already have behind you one of the epic items that you have on your Kickstarter. Can you share some of those items for those that are not aware of it? Oh, you mean the action figure? Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So this is available on our Kickstarter. It is called the Action Fig Verse. A Hotshot is our first action figure coming out with the Hotshot series. This has been worked on and crafted by Danny Cooper. He has been burning the midnight oil to make this figure. 25 points of articulation, seven inches tall, fully painted. I designed all the graphics for it. Just Danny designed and put together the box. This is our first figure. And then we will also have the Vigilance figure, which is we're 3D printing all of these. And the plan is to have figures for every Kickstarter. But yeah, this one is fully painted in the box is $100. And then we have the all-white prototype, which is $60. And then we have a version that just comes in pieces that you're able to put together for a full. Nice. So what about the jacket? Yeah. Oh, the, the jackets are, the bomber jackets are super nice. I got, we did have one ordered. I ordered it for my son so we can see what the sizes were like. But the bomber jackets are all available as add-ons on the Kickstarter. Or you can get them in one of the tiers. Somebody had a really good idea, and I'm going to throw it out there because maybe other people want to do it. We made a blank pledge level that's just $3 to cover some of the shipping, but we made it that way so people can just add on whatever they wanted to and make their own tier level. 
Yep. Uh, so practically everything is an add-on, so you can just put it in there and uh, keep it moving the way you want to. Hundred percent. That yeah, I did that on my last one too, and okay, awesome. Yeah, that works out. So I just wanted to give some backstory on that action figure, though. So I don't know. It was like four years ago, Mike. I don't know. Because it was the first time Mike and I met. I think this is when it was still short fuse. Yeah. And I think you were like on a show with Sean Mack and he was trying to, I'm not going to say this, but he was that, you know, he was trying to make the point that action figures are not a good business decision mm. for independent creator. And I was like, this man, I'm like, go sit in the corner. <laughs> First of all, two words, Todd McFarlane. Uh, and that's when I was like, I'm like, keep the dream alive because you don't know. That's that's how Todd McFarlane did. You just don't know what can be possible. And if you think about it, back then there was no 3D printing, right? So there's all these evolutions that have now made a lot of these products more accessible. Yeah. The people on our level. So just saying, let that be a lesson to everybody. Four years, Mike's been working hard. He's got all his swag. He never let that thing die and he's making it happen. That's, I, number one, have to like respect that because I'm one of those that people may not see your vision right now, but what it is, everybody gonna wanna jump on it. And here we are. Yeah, I too need to cop that bomber jacket. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of people, when they get interviewed, they talk about their books and what they want to happen. Everyone says a movie, everyone says an animated series, everyone knows a TV series. And I think I'm really the only person that says, I want a toy line. Yeah. I've been looking <laughs> a toy line for these comic books since I have been drawing, since I've been collecting toys, since I've been drawing comic books. Yeah. That's what I want. If, if it gets big and it gets picked up and it, like books are in every store, this is what I'm talking about. Toys. That's what I would like first. I know it's crazy expensive and all this stuff, but like Moana said, 3D printing wasn't as accessible as it is now. And I promise you, a lot of the work goes to Danny. We found somebody dope. We found somebody to make the 3D design for us. And originally, all these paints were put together with zip ties. All the joints put together with zip ties. And that's what would make it affordable for us to pay for that design but now that danny has and we got the designs we they're ours we can do whatever we want with them and now that danny has those designs he's been doing research and checking them out and now he has updated this to have all pegs in it now nice. and that was his move him wanting to try to make this figure the best figure that it was because i was happy with the zip tie i still got my zip tie one over there with my hair like damn it i was like danny we're good we're good you and danny's no we're going to make this thing amazing, all right? I'm going to make it happen. And he did. So having this figure is super awesome, super fun. The visual figure looks great. And I'm, I'm very excited when Danny puts the upgrades on this one. We are, the next one we're looking for is Five Star, Titan, Fighter Squirrel, getting the, and Void, getting those figures out in there. there. There's a lot of ways to do things. You just got to look and dig. And I, I have to absolutely shout Danny out for making that happen. He, but he also knows how important toys are to me. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah, back to the whole team thing and, and knowing what drives and what each person is passionate about and helping them to keep keep going. That's really important. Gonna have each other six. Exactly. 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 Oh man. Yeah, that's so awesome. 
when I saw that, I was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Talk about Mike. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like I, I am a pops person, although I don't go crazy. Why try? Mm. I like to collect the Polynesian pops. But then when I saw Viet, who does the custom pops, I was like, oh, it's my chance to bring characters into pops. So I have my own little Nakoa and Nohea pops. We're about to expand. I'm about to get on his schedule this year to Ooh. to do our little our little warrior pops and just. Hey, those look great. Little joint. Yeah. It's awesome. You did an amazing job on those. Mm. Okay, so we got the toys, we got the bomber jackets, and of course, we got the awesome comics. We got the hats, too. Right. We're actually doing the Freestyle Comics logo and the Hotshot logo on our trucker hats for this Kickstarter. Yeah, actually, I need to check to see where my hats are, because they should be Most coming in. Oh, no, you got it. Moana has all of our hats. I do. Mike always keeps me with the threads. <laughs> I got the most epic one too. It's in the other room though. I, I, I do try to keep I do try to keep my sis flowing with the hats. She's a fan of us. We look out for each other. So outside of the toy, the bomber jackets are probably my favorite thing. We made two versions of the void. One is black, one is red. Um, and we did the hot shot. Those are our flex jackets. Uh the vigilance one is already made, but that's gonna be saved for her Kickstarter next month. Okay. Uh, but uh and I guess they upgraded the site. Um, I can't go backwards because all the jackets that I made before, they won't let me go backwards and add it on. But now the jackets go up to 5X. So oh, if you're concerned or wanted those jackets, they do go up to 5X. They don't make children's, but I got the extra small and my son is small. He's 10 years old and the extra small does fit him. It's a little baggy, but you want a bomber jacket to be bad. I think you want a bomber jacket. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, you always putting new stuff on uh, on the mm-hmm. kick. Yes, trying to dig in people's pockets. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to dig in people's pockets, but there's nothing like seeing people wear the stuff to have your character. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I, I absolutely. This may have been a bad parenting moment, but it's the weather in Ohio is, is raggedy. It's different every day, and my son has a winter coat. It's an Avengers coat that he wears. But when I gave him the hotshot jacket, he immediately wanted to wear it the next day. Of course. I let him wear it. But it was, he's not out there at the bus for very long. And we waited till the last minute to send him off. He gets up there, comes home from school. I was like, what did everybody say about your jacket? He's, they thought it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they did. I'm like, yeah, don't worry. You're about to get a couple more shirts and stuff. We're about to start. I want those kids asking where they can get that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. No model, just walking around, getting that bed. And then when they ask, he, he just hands them a card. Here you go. Go here. Hey, <laughs> go here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I forgot to say congratulations on your um, nominations for the Indie Comics Awards. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Your favorite hero, my favorite artist. And then, where, oh no, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think there were so many at the end Legacy, Lori got nominated for the Legacy Award. That's right. That's right. Um, Danny got nominated for the Beam Letter of the Year. That's right. Veronica won Beam Colorist of the Year. 
And then we won, we co-chaired and won uh, publisher of the year with B. Nice. 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 Congratulations. Yeah. Nice. 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 Shout out to IndyCon Dispatch for putting those uh, together. Yes. They do a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, they're super nice. Kyron and Danny, Danny putting together the BM Awards. I love their presentation. Love the episode they did for it. Yeah. So. It just, it, it feels good and it's nice to be seen by your peers. Yes. Um, what you do. Yeah, definitely. It's Tyron and Danny do put on a good show too. Their production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those uh, 45 second questions, Danny be yeah. asking, they'd be chilling. Yeah. The speed round, yeah, I do love those. <laughs> those snap too, too fast for me. My brain don't work that fast. <laughs> You got, you got to be ready. You have to go in like mentally open. Like, all right, he could ask me anything. So I just got to be, mm-hmm. be froggish. <laughs> what up, Facebook user? That might be Brett Harney. I don't know. Yeah. Or Ryan Robinson. Maybe the folks who are commenting from in the group, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, they're commenting from the Agents of Geekdom group. I think okay. that's it because the group is private. And you have to join the group to, so that may be part of it. Oh, that may, that's a good explanation. That's Ryan Robinson, though. Oh, what up, Ryan? Because I know if if it's a public group, you you see it, but I noticed you always get that warning that you need to do this in order for your name to be seen if it's like a closed group or something. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Shout out to Moana and Ryan. Y'all's books are killer. I can't wait to get my yeah. new book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Third book. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, it's it's interaction right now. And hopefully we'll be done almost soon. <laughs> Just so much so much going on, man. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, we're 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 really excited. And then we gotta jump into book four. So I yeah. Uh, I don't know. 2024 is already a beast. And I'm like, okay, where am I going to fit in this stuff now? The whole like balance thing between your own IP and other stuff. So. <laughs> it's like everybody, it's a good problem, right? Like, yeah, it's an absolutely good problem to have. People want your skill. They want your storytelling. They want your perspective. But then it's, man, if only I could clone myself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's no. what I tell everybody. I'd rather be stressed with these type of problems than... Yeah at a eight a nine to five that I can't stand and be stressed there. Hundred percent. Yeah. It's funny though, like a lot of the things that I do now, like with the podcast and you know, creating our own IP, storytelling and, and all this and team coordination, all of that actually helps me a lot in my day job. Like one makes it seem like it well, it makes it easier to deal with a day, day job. But two, just like also practicing skills that were growth areas for me, but now I just do them because I do them out here. Yeah, I do that all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> Talking in front of people and just doing that. So it's still nerve-wracking, but yeah. So, Mike, as far as, like, for those that are interested in, like, picking up your stuff in person, meeting you and stuff, how can people find out, like, where they can see you at a con, at a comic book shop, or let folks know, hey, I want you to invite him to come to this comic book shop or come here? Our schedule will be sh- shortly updated on our Facebook page, but my first convention this year will be Awesome Con. 
um, March 8th and 10th. So I'm going, cool. to, I'm going to be able to see Moana in person for the first time. Um, I, I, and I know I'm going because I just paid for my table. <laughs> paid for the table space. Now we got to look for hotel space. Uh, and then I'm going to be at GalaxyCon Richmond the very next weekend. Oh, okay. um, but you guys can always find me at Most Epic Art on all social media. Our website, fsknow.com. You can order all our books and merch the day after our Kickstarter finishes. All of the merch will go up on that kick on the website. And obviously the Kickstarter right now is fskgo.com for any of that. And I will warn people, this is a very violent issue. It's a lot of trauma, a lot of emotion in this issue of Hotshot. And like we had to put the page in there that is, that says if, if you or someone is going through this experience, here's a phone mm -hmm. number to call for domestic violence. We have that page spread in there. And I made, I made that. And I was like, this is real. I feel like I've just been a kid making comic books all these years, but we just grew up with putting something like in that, that, that in there. Yeah. But I think these are topics that need to be talked about. Sometimes it's harder to work through them in other mechanisms and frameworks. Sometimes you got to see it and invest and just have a better way to navigate. Yeah. It was tough. Lloyd Foster would get pages to ink and she'd message me and she's like, I don't know if I should give you a high five because these pages look amazing or if I should come give you a hug because these pages hurt. Morgan, you know what? Go away. Morgan, you need to go read. You need to go read Sight You had the whole conversation about Carl earlier. You missed that. You missed that already. Morgan needs to go read Cypher 3 that his buddy, his brother wrote, Danny J. Quick, about Carl. Yeah. Let's see how you feel after that. Yes, Morgan, let us know after you read that and let us know what you think after you read what your boy wrote. <laughs> <laughs> He's there. Oh. <laughs> Go leave my girl alone. <laughs> I, it, it, it's fine. I, I, I'm the creator of the series. They gonna see the light. <laughs> it changes nothing. Carla is a Carla is a part of the cast. So we're we're gonna see. Once we get into it, we'll see where the coins fall. Because this is, just because you haven't seen it for a couple of years, don't, does not mean she's gone. We, yeah. we left it on point, but it's she's still there. So there's still yeah. some stuff to deal with. See, but what he don't know is that as much as he hates Carla, Carla actually fuels his love for Hot Shot. Mm. That's a That's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she walks in the bath salt. I'm about to send you this cipher number three, man. This is crazy. Oh my God. I miss y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Morgan, we need to invite you. We got to get you, Mike, a couple other folks, and just me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you up on here again. Gotta take both sides of that coin. 
you got to be unbiased, man. You got you got to come in with an open mind and no biases. That that's that's the thing. Because uh, me and my wife Carmen, we watch a, a ton of shows together, and I really and if I start feeling a certain type of way, I will ask her, "Hey, just hear me out. Am I looking at this with my male eye, and I'm not catching it, or is that person not right?" And and sometimes she'd be like, "Yeah, you are," or she'd be like, "No." Nah, that that was messed up. Wow. Right, that, yeah. was, that was all the way messed up. I forgot because we did that last night, and she said it before I could even get it out of my. I, before I can get out of my mouth because I was about to tap her. It's like, Carmen, now she said, "No, you're right. That was wrong. That was all the way wrong." <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, you know, oh my gosh! Yeah, my husband and I have conversations like that too sometimes. He'd be like, "Is that?" Oh, like, no, that's just messed until up. I saw her face. You know. And I can literally hear her whiny voice. See, he write, it's written so well that you can just picture it. You don't even need the comics. The job <laughs> is done. The, the job is done. I, I don't care if y'all hate the characters or love them. If the hate makes you keep picking it up, then we don't make it to issue 25. Easy breathing. Everybody knows a good story has a good villain. But she's not really a villain. No, she's not. But I'm saying it's all subjective, right? Clearly, Martha yeah. thinks she's a villain. She it's kind of like that dynamic that Tony had with Pepper. She's trying to keep him straight and want something with him, but at the same time, he's he going left, and she's just like, whoop, whoop, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> same energy. Yeah, I agree. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. He has against Carla. There's some stories. I know it's behind that. See, that's that's because behind closed doors, Carla is Morgan's boo. Mm. Just say. You don't want to be out with her in public. You got to talk about her in public. (laughs) I wanted to throw us all off. Yank. I more if I'd have had this information, Morgan, I'd have grilled you yesterday on top five. Wow. <laughs> See, he, he couldn't do it because he he was live with you, so he right now he can do that, but he can't do that on, on top. Okay. So would you raise that blasphemy? Oh, that's awesome. Or we're getting close to the end of the hour. Um, Mike, is there any like little tidbits or information you want to share with the audience about the Kickstarter, stretch goals, any of that? The stretch goals are all on the page. At 3,000, which we're very close to hitting, we are doing a digital copy of the Visions of Hotshot, which will collect all the artwork that other people have drawn of Hotshot, plus yeah. all these sketches and concepts of Hotshot that I drew when I was in high school and college. And that's the first time that we've ever released that. We've got some more keychains, some more magnets on there, some more metal bookmarks. But if we hit 10K before the end of this campaign, we're giving everybody the physical and digital copy of Hot Shop 13, the very next issue. Oh, um, nice. Going for free onto your pledge. Just go check it out, man. We have it's we have all the books available on the Kickstarter, all the Hot Shop books. We have the entire Freestyle Comics universe. That is normally, that's 42 comics. 
that we normally sell it for $420, but we're selling for $225 on this Kickstarter with free wow. shipping. So you can get our entire comic universe for uh, dang near half the price. Dang, y'all, that's wholesale pricing. You better jump on that. Especially if you want to catch up on all the parts of the universe. Yeah. I I prefer comic books to be in other people's hands. They ain't doing no good sitting here in in my basement storage. 400. (laughs) If they did that 42 books, Mike, does that come with that spread cover with all the women? Or was that just a special exclusive back in that other campaign? That was a special exclusive, and we are currently sold out of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's good. That's a good prop, man. Mm-hmm. It was dope. And it wasn't, I think that was nominated as, as cover? That was nominated as cover of the year. Nice. That's awesome. I Sweet. hope I went. That when Lori and Veronica and we put in work on that damn cover. Yes. Yeah, I remember when y'all nice. were on it. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was a beautiful cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope you win. Because you still have it as the poster, though. Of yes, all- we still have it. We still have it as a poster. And if people I know that are within the circle go ahead and get that, the 42 comic, I will make sure they'll get that poster, the 18 by 24. So if you hear that, if you're new and you're wanting to get that poster, go ahead and order that 42. Yeah. So you can get everything plus the bonuses. Yes. And then if you come to Awesome Con, you can have it signed. There you go. I can't wait to get out there. I can't wait to get out there. Yes. But I don't listen to the Uber people this time. I will not. Not do that anymore. (laughs) But thank you so much for allowing me to be on your show, allowing me to be on your platform. And it is uh, always good. I talk to y'all. Absolutely. Good to have you. Wishing you always the best of luck. And yeah, can't wait to see you too. All right. All righty. Take care, everybody. Oh. Go support his Kickstarter live now. Hotshot number 12 at F- FSKGo.com. Take care, everybody. Come on back at 830. We're talking about legal stuff. So if you've ever had legal questions, uh, we're going to try and break it down uh, for folks. And um, bring your questions and feel free to engage. And we'll see you there. Take care, everybody.